welcome to our podcast where we record things that we talk about. We record things? Yeah. <laughs> we like to record our voices. We record our voices and you listen to those voices. And that would be called a podcast. Mm. And we're also teachers. And we are teachers that talk on said podcast. Mm. Henceforth, we call ourselves what? Uh, we call ourselves Teachers Talk because we, as Taylor explained, uh, our teachers who like to talk, I'm, as I'm loving this intro. <laughs> it never gets boring, does it? No, it doesn't. There's never not, a dull day. Not with us. We're in a very different environment today. We are. Why is that, Taylor? We're, we're at my parental's home because David and I, who is David, for those of you that <laughs> can't put two and two together, um, I'm in a very sarcastic mood. I love that. Um, we decided to sell our house. Oh boy! It's been an emotional roller coaster, yes. um, to say in the least. We went to DC last week, and we put it up like the day before we left. Mm-hmm. We got an offer in the first eight hours, and you know how all things go it fell apart. And Skylar caught me in the midst of like, I don't know what to do. Like, do we sell our house? I don't know. And it was just a wreck. Yeah, but now. Dave and I have kind of like settled into the mindset of we're going to sell what's meant to be will be and we're currently staying at my parents house yes which is super fun I love their house it's different that's for sure it's but going back to yeah not childhood but but like but living with your parents college, is different yeah. yeah I definitely lived with them for a hot minute it's it is I will say <laughs> I will say it's different and that's what Matt and I did we lived with my mom for a year and a half and it's just a different vibe when you're with your mm-hmm. significant other and your yes. parents <laughs> that and like once you kind of like established your norms and like your routines mm-hmm. and then you revert back to like living with your parents mm-hmm. you have to like relearn Change, how yeah. to live with them again mm-hmm Especially like adding two dogs. In I was the gonna mix. say we we had we had Ralph with us too, yeah. and they had three dogs. So yeah, so lots of um, crazy things happening Change. in the world right now. Yes, and then we like I said just got back from DC, oh which gosh. was ten out of no. Say it. Well, say I was it. gonna say ten out of ten, which was the catchphrase. That was Taylor's catchphrase the, the entire trip. trip. She oh, said yeah. it five times a day. There was like maybe two things that were like a six out of ten, honestly. <laughs> but no, it was like an a thousand out of ten. It we was fell in love. Yeah, we fell amazing. in love. Clean streets. Yeah. Friendly people. It was bike friendly. We literally birded, you know, those scooter thingies. Yeah. Scootered around everywhere. the entire city. It was so fun. Yeah. We got, got caught in the rain on oh, our scooters. So fun. That was fun. Coming from Arizona girls, we were like we dying were loving it. laughing. It was so fun. Yeah. And then we got I to see my student who so nice. I feel like we not only got to see her, but then also got to be like friends with her mom too. Who which is an was, amazing human being. It's just amazing. Let me tell you. Yeah. So Yeah. I highly, highly recommend. It should be like a PD for all teachers to go. It should to be. DC. Honestly. Because we, there's I so mean, much history to see. Fangirled over yeah. like the Declaration and the Constitution. We it saw it twice. Insane. We went yeah. twice. Once just us. And then when, our, when my student came, we brought her too. It was so cool. With the Lincoln Memorial, the Washington Monument. 
we didn't even see half of what there could be there's so much to see but we saw everything we wanted to see yeah so. we did the big spots mm-hmm. i i would go back oh a, a thousand percent we want to go back for a whole summer the food was so good it was <laughs> the food so was how you say good. 10, 10 out of 10, 10. <laughs> how you would say uh, 10 out of 10. taylor said it so many times she's uh, like yeah. ah, 10 out of 10 Just 10 out of 10 so thoroughly impressed we with loved that it. city and it was pretty cool because we got a tour we got a tour oh, of the capitol yeah, yeah. grounds not the actual capitol building um because they weren't doing tours but we got a tour of the capitol grounds and we got to see like our senate's office mm-hmm. um which was very cool we didn't get to meet her but right. we did get to go there um and we office. and yeah she did <laughs> she had everything purple but then we also saw, you know, in the midst of everything going on, saw some protests happening. Yeah. Which was good to see. And I know Which that is kinda, actually like the perfect segue say, for what we're going to talk about today. Leads in. Yeah. So we thought like in lieu of everything that has happened over the past few weeks, because we pre-recorded last week's episode mm-hmm. that aired on Monday, yes. obviously. And then um, the events that happened on Tuesday, we thought, like, we need to sit. Well, no, it would have been the week because we landed on Tuesday and it happened on Tuesday. Yeah. And then we had an episode air this past Monday, but that was a pre-recorded episode. Yeah, we had recorded that beforehand. Hopefully that was easy to follow. Either way, we recorded that episode before everything happened. Correct. And we haven't had a chance to address what has happened. Mm Mm-hmm. And as teachers, I think it's really important that we take time to discuss what happened last Tuesday. So if you're cool with it, should we just like jump Jump, in? Jump in. Yeah. So I wanted to start um, by like recapping first everything that happened last. And by everything, it's just like the things that we understand currently. Mm -hmm. Um, But before we begin, I do want to say that this is a very vulnerable topic it's not easy to talk about um I just want everyone to go in understanding like please have an open mind while listening Mm -hmm. to this conversation and be kind yeah (laughs) like I I don't know everything I don't have all the answers but I think that it's really important that Skylar and I discuss this today and that other teachers are discussing this because Mm -hmm. It's been too little too late. Yeah. Like we are so far engrossed in this topic mm-hmm. and we don't need to see this happen yes. again. And this is, I'll also say this is your episode. So Taylor Correct. has done all the yes looking up and researching and things like that. And I'm just here to comment, comment. and we will, I'm assuming most likely state opinions. And I mm-hmm. hope that you all can just take what it is is an opinion right. and not see us differently than Correct. what your opinions are. Yes. Um, and just this is a different episode than I feel like yeah. we normally do. So Because everyone is entitled to their opinion. And yes. like I said, like we don't have definitive answers. Mm-hmm. Um, but teachers need to be talking about these things. We are the only advocates for ourselves yeah. <laughs> in this crazy world. So um, just please be mindful of that as we record today. Yes. Um, I also put like the only way that people outside of our profession are going to understand our situations is mm-hmm. if they hear it directly from us, which yeah. kind of talks to what I was just saying. Like we're our only advocates mm-hmm. um, and people project all day long yes. about our profession and their opinions of teachers and what we should and should not be doing. Mm-hmm. And 
change begins with us. So like we as teachers need to be talking about these issues. Like it's no longer okay to remain silent. Yes. Like you said, it has to come from us. People have opinions about teachers and things like that, but all day long, (laughs) but we're the ones in the classrooms. We're Mm -hmm. the ones that see the effects that these events have on children and us and our mental health. Yes. So I know we keep, I'm a broken record, but like, I do (laughs) want to keep saying these things. Like we are not airing this episode to offend we're just as expressing our opinion and providing like what we believe to be appropriate tips mm-hmm. to move up and out of this kind of like stage yes. that we're at. Okay. I'm like <laughs> nervous <laughs> talking about it because it's a big deal. It is. Sorry, I just moved a chair. You're good. Okay. So Tuesday, May 24th, Skylar and I were on a plane. Mm-hmm. We land in the DCA airport. And walk off, no joke, to a television, literally headline saying there was a shooting in Texas. Yeah. Kid you not, within minutes of walking off that Mm -hmm. plane. And that was a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. So from what we understand, at around 11.30 a.m. in Texas at Robb Elementary School, a gunman entered this school and murdered 19 children and two teachers. And he simultaneously injured at least 17 others. Mm -hmm. This would result in what would be known as the deadliest school shooting since Sandy Hook in 2012, which I don't know about you. I'm sure you remember it just as vividly as I do. Mm. Um, Sandy Hook occurred when Skylar and I were both like junior, going into our senior year, I believe. Um, So therefore, we were not teachers yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Which still was very, very, very impactful. Like you hear Sandy Hook and you know what it is. Yes. Um, But this one hit different Mm -hmm. um, because this has been the biggest one since. And this has not been the only one, which I will get into, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, this one hit different because we are teachers. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, um, our first year together... Skylar and I did map out um, an escape route. Yeah. Because not as only a teacher, an escape, sorry to cut no, you off, good. not only an escape route, but what we could use in our classroom yes. to defend ourselves. Yep. Yeah. I literally wrote that. Yeah. It was like every teacher you know has a plan, a plan of escape for a gunman. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. Um, it's really, really hard to um, consider. Yeah. It's a really hard topic to even fathom Mm -hmm. and yeah we mapped out like what would we do Mm -hmm. should said thing happen where would i stand where would you stand Mm -hmm. yeah we're we're like okay take the scissors out Mm -hmm. like get a full hydro flask like whatever you need to do do it yep so um those of you that are outside of the teaching profession like just know that your child's teacher or like a teacher that you know mm-hmm. has most likely considered what they're going to do sh- should a gunman enter the room. The worst of the worst. We have thought Correct. about it. Yes. Um, and we have thought about what it would be like to risk our own life, mm-hmm. lives in order to save children. Yep. Which is, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a lot. Um, not only have we thought about it, but unfortunately, so have the children. Yeah. Um, 
one of our first lockdown drills this year, I had a student who was brought to tears Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure they said drill. This is a lockdown drill. Yeah, they usually do. But I had a child immediately because you jump into go mode, right? Mm -hmm. You'll hear secure classroom or whatever and you stop what you're doing. You lock the door, you close the blinds, you put like all of the things into place, right? Well, I had a child like literally hysterically start crying. Mm -hmm. Like he was so afraid and that just keeps growing. Like each and every year we have a student that begins the conversation after the first lockdown drill of what if, what do we do if a gunman comes in? Like every year, what ifs just go crazy Mm -hmm. and we have to like, and we've been trained as teachers to be like, we're not going to go down this path. We're not going to talk about the what ifs. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it does. Every year you see their minds churning with the unknown, the scary unknown, because they know that that is a possibility mm-hmm. which is I mean talk about mental health oh, right a hundred percent so scary and the the fear continues to grow which each and every security measure that we continue to put into place right mm-hmm. like now our doors at the front entrances have like you have to do a little pass to get in or ring a doorbell yep in addition to that you have another door that you have to badge into. And they added that one. That yes. was not one that we had when I first started. They Mm-mm. added another door that Correct. you have to scan in. It's just like, and then we had the barracudas that like dead bolted the doors, but Which, they took those away. Yeah. Why did they take those? Is it uh, fire hazard? I, I think, think fire hazard, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not that hard to work with, but no. I did see that there's something with like people bring these I don't know. They're like a deadbolt to hotels mm. and it like deadbolts the door. So like maybe we could look into that. Interesting. Um, but yeah, regardless of the armed security that your school may have, the locked doors, the blocked entryways, like these things continue to happen. Yep. Like we are still seeing this. And in Education Weekly article, or excuse me, Education Week, I should say, not weekly, There have been 27 school shootings this year alone, and we're only in the month of June. We're halfway through Mm. the year, and there's been 27. I'm sorry. 27 too many. Maybe I read something different. I thought I saw more. I thought I saw a higher number than that. Well, there's been 119 school shootings since 2018. Mm. So this article said that this is the highest number of school shootings, or the highest number of school shootings occurred last year. Okay, 2021. Mm-hmm, at 34 shootings. Wow. School. School shootings. Yeah, not just, not mass, just school right. alone. Yeah, there was 10 shootings in 2020, and we all have to remember, like, that was the year of COVID, so mm-hmm. schools weren't necessarily even in session, and yeah. there were still 10. Somehow. Yeah, 24 happened in 2019 and 2018. So, mm-hmm. like, 24 one year, 24 the next year. Oh, okay. We've already beat the 2019 and 2018 school shooting records. Like, that should not be something that we're proud of. No, it shouldn't be. Like, that should be alarming, mm-hmm. right? We're in 2022. That's a wake-up Halfway call. through, and we're already at 27. Yeah. Why, why are we not doing something? I don't know why we're not doing something after one school shooting. Uh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. One school shooting should be... A wake-up call to anyone where children have died. Well, and it's heartbreaking that 
we only hear about the one that 22, 21 people were killed in. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but there was 27, 26 others mm-hmm. that we didn't even have any yeah. notice of. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure one of those happened in Arizona. Really? Yeah, I think like Yuma. Okay. So I'm like, oh, really? So only certain ones are making national news? Or I, like... I think the deadliest ones are. Oh. And what I'll do is I'll actually, I have the links for these. So I'll oh, link okay. them in the show notes so that you guys can go open these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is education week. Um, that was written on January 5th of 2022 and updated on May 25th. Mm. So yeah, you're more than welcome to go read that article. Should you, <laughs> should you want to go down that rabbit hole? Yeah. Um, it's definitely not an easy one. No, it is not. Did your wee figure just go out? Cause mine did. I don't know. Can I use your notes? Yeah. Thank you. Until mine loads. <laughs> okay. Where was I? There we are. Now you really get to just listen. I'm just and listening. Take it all I'm not even getting to see the notes. I know. So in another article that I researched um, called the World Population Review, this one, um, this one was hard mm. to compare ourselves to the rest of the world. Yeah. So 19 countries with the most school shootings from 2009 to 2018. So this doesn't even take into the amount of shootings that we've had the past two, no, 18, four years. Four years. Which is a ton. Yeah. (laughs) Like almost 120 more. So in the United States alone, we've had 288 school shootings from 2009 to 2018 so that number is different from the one i just stated Mm -hmm. but that's because we're looking at different data points okay then the next country beneath us so we're number one in the world for the most school shootings Mm -hmm. beneath us at number two is mexico mexico has eight yeah since 2009 since 2009 from 2018 they have eight. eight we have 288 280 more than Mexico. Mm. That in itself is so alarming. I don't, I, mm, how do, yep. How does that happen? I know. How are we okay with that? That's the issue though. My thing loaded so you can have your computer back. Thank you. Um, That's what I'm trying to wrap my brain around. It's like, how have we, um, how do we get here and how do we undo this mess that we're in because next on the list at number three we have south africa at six Mm. india at five and nigeria and pakistan at four that's since 2009 that's since 2009 correct 2009 to 2018 yeah okay i don't really have words (laughs) to describe my disappointment yeah because it is it's disappointing Mm -hmm. it's frustrating it's frightening it's so many emotions that I really like don't know how to verbalize yeah and I again I didn't look through your notes and I'm sure we'll talk about these things but for me seeing things on social media um I think has made it a little bit bless you um has made it a little bit more difficult for me especially hearing those numbers and how people are still trying to defend gun owning guns yeah and we're definitely gonna get into that um, yes because that is a as a big I conversation. just how do we how 
do we as humans in America look at those numbers and not and go hmm this is okay how do we how I I just don't see the defense I just don't see the defense argument in that and and I've tried to listen and be open to other people's opinions on owning guns and things like that um I just I don't I don't I cannot wrap my brain around that number 288 yeah oh I think I actually did I take it out hmm I did take out the section that I had yeah I had a section where I like looked deeply into the second amendment rights Mm mm-hmm Um, Because I do think it's super important for you to know your rights and know what's in our constitution and in the Bill of Rights. Like those documents are. We just got to see them firsthand. And they're 200 years old and they're, yeah, like they were written by humans and humans are flawed. And not to say that the constitution is like, it's innately a flawed document, but like. Well, the fact that we have 27 amendments to the constitution. It is a a living, breathing document Mm -hmm. when it's done well, um, obviously with the right people in all of the government places, yeah. <laughs> which we will also talk about mm. here soon. Um, but like we have to look at guns, like guns were vastly different yes. in 1787 <laughs> versus, versus 2022. And like, I did go down this rabbit hole of like, I looked at both sides of the argument, like, yes, guns have changed, but also like when James Madison did write this with, I think it was Monroe. I, don't know, I could be wrong. It was Madison. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But whoever he was kind of like Are you writing this Bill with, of Rights? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this, um, the second amendment, right? Uh, oh, did I erase the whole thing? I actually should go get my book out, but I brought it <laughs> to school, um, and actually read you the second amendment, right? But basically long story long is like, yeah, they were talking about making auto like more automated weapons, like, mm-hmm. but it's not like anything that you could imagine today. No. Like someone was arguing in the Washington Post about like, no, they saw this coming. Like they knew where weapons were going. And I'm like, but I don't I don't know if that How is could they? true. How could when they? they had to reload their weapons one after one after one. Yes. And now we have automated rifle weapons that like spit bullets out. Yeah why why a human should have access to that i will not i do not know i don't i cannot concept that. and for me personally yeah. i can't concept just hunting and things like that Correct. in general but that's if not, that's something we didn't grow up like that and people do enjoy no, that. and, and that's what i'm saying that. if that's something that people grow up doing and that's there are people that live on farms and they do that that is i can i can get totally. on board with that I me again don't don't I cannot wrap my brain around it but I know that that is how people live um but I don't I cannot get behind anyone owning an automatic weapon like that correct what purpose does that that. serve yes I fully believe in owning a gun and protecting yourself um I'm right there with you yeah and I know we can get there's a lot of opinions that we can state I just I I don't see how we can go through all the motions of getting a driver's license and tests and things and 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 someone can just go buy a gun willy-nilly well and then I mean again this is a spiral right like people will talk about mental health issues in regards to this and like that's a worldwide issue. But, but, but what I'm about to bring up in a couple of points, mm-hmm. let me tell you, like, I feel like I have a really good idea. Okay. okay. I'm going to let you talk. I'll just okay. listen. I want to go back one more time to the article um, 
the world population review because I wanted to say like just one more point because it's so blindsiding. Yes. So the United States averaged just over 87 school shootings each year from 2013 to 2021 resulting in an average of 24 or 28 excuse me people dead every year in a school shooting and 59 wound wounded that that should be zero yeah there a should, school be no... should be a safe haven yep but Children. clearly it's not no so new york times comes out with this article right what they suggest so they interviewed the governor of Texas, Mr. Abbott. We're going to call him because I don't know his first name. <laughs> but he argues that we should arm the teachers, right? <sighs> and actually, when we were touring with Kristen Cinema's um, assistant, Ethan, shout out to you. He you was were awesome. Great. Yep. Um, but he asked us, he was like, you're teachers. Like, what is, what your, is opinion? your opinion? Yep. I was like, let me tell you. <laughs> Coming from a girl who grew up in Cave Creek, like, mm-hmm. lives in the city, I know zero about guns. Yep. I don't know how they work. I don't know how they're made. I don't know how to fire one. Like, mm-hmm. no. On top of all the things that we have to do during a lockdown. That's my biggest thing. You want me to then also take out a gun. Around children. it around children. And then have the mindset to be ready to fire that yes. at somebody. Yes. Um no. I'm not mentally there. No. I'm not mentally stable enough to be there. No. In front of children. Like heaven freaking forbid I kill somebody with that thing. Oh. Oh. Uh, no. No, thank you. No, never. And then we have to think about like how are you going to keep that safe around children? How mm-hmm. are you going to lock it up? By what means are you going to have us unlock it? Like yep. these things take time. Yes. <sighs> And that's just like I when he asked us that I would I went on for like quite some time. No, we did, and and that's not even that's just considering your mindset in a lockdown. Correct. That's not even the idea of having a gun in my classroom all the time. It's I freaky. think would would scare me. Same. It would scare me, and it would put me in a mental state that I don't want to be in. Um, and I'm sorry, but on top of everything that teachers have to worry about on a daily basis. Pulling a gun out is not mm-hmm. one of the things I want to add to that list. I I am not being paid enough. No. I am not. And I will stand firm on that belief that you are not paying us enough as a society to arm us. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're, you're not giving us like, shoot, if you're going to arm us, you better increase that pay a heck of a lot. Because, I mean, no. at this point, you're now asking us to defend To be our, security. Well, you're asking us to risk our lives to save children which hands down I would absolutely in a heartbeat but we don't get paid to do that we don't get paid to do that we do not get paid to Mm -mm. do that if you're gonna pay us to like take gun classes Mm -hmm. and to arm us with our own weapons like you better be paying hand and foot all of the training classes you better be paying us to be security on top of being a teacher like you that's not going to be an easy fight to win no and yeah there are teachers out there already equipped but I can tell you that I can say the majority of us are not and what bothers in a mind me about to be there yeah what bothers me about this argument is the people who are saying to arm teachers are not teachers wait say it again people Sorry. who are wanting armed teachers are not teachers are not teachers yeah. you have no idea what come we live into through. my classroom yes. for a day and tell me that you want me to yeah. you want to arm yeah, me with a exactly. gun yeah exactly 
please I beg you yeah because you I'm sorry unless you were a teacher you should not no that's I'm, I don't want to say that no you, you just shouldn't you comment sh- on it just shouldn't have that t- sort of an, an opinion no um because I've never heard of one teacher that said yes arm me with a gun yeah exactly I have not had one teacher say please arm me and if you feel that way I I would All power love to you. I'd love to hear your opinion mm. on it um but for me personally I would never uh-uh. want to be armed with a gun I wouldn't feel safe with myself no like I honestly I wouldn't even even if you trained me that's like with with um uh CPR Yes, mm-hmm. I'm trained and CPR certified. But when it comes down to but it. But when it comes down to it, I will be terrified if Same. I ever have to give CPR. Same. So you That's could train me all ADs you want. That's have like the instructions that I know, talk to you. I know, because, and yeah, I just, no, don't arm us, please. Yeah. That's so, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and the armed guards that were at the school were both disarmed. Yes. They were both disarmed yes. within like the first few minutes of this fiasco going down. Yes. So mind you, having a gun doesn't always work anyway. No, it doesn't. <sighs> and so, even if we had the funds to put, we don't have enough funds we don't have to funds have an armed guard. We don't have funds to pay a security member. No, we, we don't. We don't have enough money to pay teachers. That's what I'm saying. You can't pay teachers. How do you expect to hire an extra additional person to be a security guard who exactly. is another person to put their life on at risk? Yes. Yeah. So it's like rather than putting the responsibility on individual teachers, our elected leaders need to pass laws to protect children from gun violence mm-hmm. and bring an end to the senseless and preventable killings. Like we need this to end. Yes. Enough is enough. And then Abbott continues. And he's like, we need better mental health care. And I'm like, we How, do, sir. How? Please come at me with a suggestion because he didn't suggest anything. He yeah. was just like, we need better mental health care, yeah. which Yes, yes, valid. 100%. I agree yes. that mental health is vital and it is important. Um, but we are not the only country in the world with mental health no, issues. It's not so an you cannot use that as an excuse. America is not the only country with mental health issues. No. Maybe we have more. I would need to look into that. But we, you cannot sit here and say that this is a mental health issue because no. it's not. Um, it's part of it. But. It's not. Yeah, it's not, it's not an thing. excuse it's for having two hundred and eighty-eight school shootings. It's no, it's no. not. So, well, if you do two hundred and eighty-eight plus one hundred and nineteen, so like, Even there's more. that. <laughs> um, here's what I suggest. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna put this on myself because Skylar has heard me eighteen bajillion times. David has heard me eighteen bajillion times talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we need to be talking about this as teachers because no one's listening and mm-hmm. no one's hearing us and we're not speaking our minds and it's time that we do. Yeah. What do I suggest? Sounds so simple. Mm-hmm. Put freaking money into education. Uh, yeah. Put the money into education. Mm-hmm. I looked up an article and this one's the National Education Association. Um, And it reads, because of an archaic and outdated federal, pause before I read this, I'm going to back up and kind of preface what I'm reading. So I wanted to know, like, why are teachers not being paid? Like, what's happening here? Mm -hmm. Why is everyone else making money and we're literally, like, scaving by? Yeah. Like, Dave and I talk on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Like, if Dave, and I'm going to be very transparent here, people. Um, This is just me speaking from my heart, like. David and I would not be 
where we are if I didn't have my mom and dad and yeah. his mom and dad. Like we, we would not be living in a house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we would not be able to afford m- like next to anything mm-hmm. because he being a firefighter and me being a teacher, we make no money. And I know that you are in the same boat as I am. Mm-hmm. Like it is near impossible Yeah, like to afford things. And I was telling you this morning too, I just, I want to be debt free. Yeah, I want to be debt free and it's going to take me a while to get there. Yes. Um, yes, I bought a house in 2020, uh, that was pretty much all Matt, I will say, because Matt does make more than me. Um, and I hate to say it in this sense, but he works at Costco. He is a supervisor. He works hard. Mm -hmm. Um, but he works hard and then he goes home and he gets to do what he wants to right. do. Um, whereas we work hard and we go home and, and we, we work hard. And <laughs> we keep um, working. And I will not get to see the money that he gets to see. Never. Um, at the, at right where we're at, mm-hmm. we won't. Yeah. And he, and, and I'm so grateful for him and he has no issue helping to pay for certain right. things, but I also paid out of pocket for my master's and that has put me in a good amount of debt and, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to, be able to repay that Mm-mm. in many years <laughs> right well and it's like I don't know like I am just so unbelievably like uh, it's hard to it's hard for me to talk about around. these things because like I I am the definition of white privilege like mm-hmm. I am and mm-hmm. that's really hard for me to like grasp but you admit it you but know it, it. yeah and like and I uh, yeah like yeah. I am not in debt because of my parents like mm-hmm. My dad and mom both grew up with next to nothing. Like they dug themselves out of the trenches. Mm -hmm. And because of that, like me and my sisters are reaping the rewards of that. And, and I am not blind Mm -hmm. to that. And I, I am fully cognizant of everything my parents have done for us. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, I think I still have the right to say that being a teacher Mm -hmm. and making like after taxes like next to a poverty level wage Mm -hmm. like that's not okay especially for people that are so passionate about what we do and single parents who are teachers too that I don't know how they do it that's hard to wrap my brain around is that there are parents that teach and there are single parents that teach and I don't know how if I'm if I struggle to get by I don't know how you as a as a single parent can get by on a teacher's salary yeah usually you can't it's terrifying so to come (laughs) back around yes that was (laughs) this conversation needs to happen yeah like it does it needs to happen um because I don't think people realize that like they get it they're like oh teachers aren't paid I'm like no like we're not paid for what we do we can that's the thing we can talk about all day long but when will we ever see that change when this goes viral and people can (laughs) listen to our stories and then we get other teachers to speak up about what they're experiencing yeah that's what it has to take though is like teachers need to speak up Mm -hmm. because we've been kind of pushed off people talk about us all day long yeah they talk about us. They put their opinions about us on us. But it's we, like, I feel like that's what happened with Red for Ed. And then what did we get from that? Nothing. We got literally nothing. nothing. We got nothing from that. We had an entire city movement, movement yes. and that, what did that do for us? It, so I, I, it's, it's hard for me to concept yes. or to understand how we can get there. How can we get there? Yeah. 
Well, and because of inflation, like we got a 4% raise, but like. N- 4% of no, what? No, 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 no. It literally, and admin, if you're listening to this, like I am so grateful oh, for everything all grateful. the hard work yeah. that like people behind the scenes are putting in. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I am grateful for that money, but like with inflation, that that didn't do anything. Mm-mm. Like Dave and I are looking into buying a house and we're like, how? I wouldn't be able to buy a house um, now. No, dude, it's we lucked insane. Out when we bought our house, we yeah, did. So. It was right before like everything skyrocketed. Like you were literally the day before yeah, it skyrocketed. Right before. <laughs> it's just, okay, sorry. I'm going to come back around. I'm just really passionate about it because I do yes. think like teachers are scared to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we've, our voices have been muted. Mm-hmm. Um, people think that we're complaining and we're not. Like we're just passionate people that don't get <laughs> paid what we're worth. And here's why. Okay. okay. So back to the article again. This is the National Education Association. I'm standing up because I have jeans and it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> Stand up for what you believe oh, in. I keep walking around too, kind of. Um, <laughs> I'm just really passionate and antsy off my coffee. Um, but I'll link all of this back in the show notes. So because of an archaic and outdated federal regulation that excludes teachers from critical wage and hour protections, over a million classroom teachers are significantly, significantly underpaid. Believe it. And the lack of competitive pay is forcing more teachers out of the profession, compounding a national teacher shortage crisis that has been made worse by the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Oh yeah. The amount For even sure. the amount of people that we know that have left the profession during yeah. COVID. Absurd. That's just people we know. That's yeah. not even the amount. And of, I don't blame them. I, I don't. I, and, I don't. Like and that's the thing is like I'm in a spot where like my livelihood does not depend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are people that have to leave because they literally can't afford food Yeah, for their three children mm-hmm. and themselves. Mm-hmm. So here's where it all comes from. It comes from a 1938 um, law that was put into place. Okay. So this is adopted in 1938. It's called the Fair Labor Standards Act or the FLSA. So if you're following along, Skylar, I skipped a bullet point. I see that. I'm going to come back up. Okay. okay. So this is the act that or the federal law, excuse me, that established a national minimum wage and hour standards. This includes overtime pay or compensation for time that you get over 40 hours a week. So you know how like when Matt goes in on a Sunday, he gets time and a half or whatever. Yep. That's the law that allows him to do that. Same with David. If he goes in and works overtime, like he gets paid for his overtime. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many teachers you know, or if you're a teacher, you can speak to this. I can't even tell you how many hours I log oh, doing yeah. what has been asked of me and not by my administration, yeah. but by the just society. Prof- just profession as a whole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I I go in, I'm in at 7 and 7, essentially. That's my choice, but I'm in, at, I'm in school oh, at correct, 7. Correct, yeah. I leave at 4. So that right there. But that's is only nine, time spent in the classroom. That's only time spent in the classroom. That's nine hours, mm-hmm. nine times five. That's already more than what that's, that's, what is that? 45. Yeah. And that's only the time that I've spent at school. I would say easily 50 to 60 hours a week are spent. Yeah. Cause you go home, you grade, you yeah. lesson prep, you get ready for the next day. Like yep. you literally plan everything. And that, and then on the weekends too. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. So, and we, why are we not getting paid, paid time paid and a half? Time and a half. We, and I, 
are there any schools that get paid time and a half? No. No, because this is why. So under the law, employees are only, quote unquote, exempt from the wage and overtime protections if, among other things, they're paid a salary and can earn above a certain salary threshold. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you're making X amount each year, like you won't get paid. That's when you're hitting like the big bucks though, Mm -hmm. right? Like when you're actually making something you can live off of. So the FLSA regulations enacted in 1967 to implement the FLSA's expansion to schools excluded us teachers from these protections. Mm. So instead, teachers were placed on the same unprotective category as doctors, Mm. which we know what doctors are making. Yep. Lawyers. We know what lawyers are making. My mother is one. So like I can speak to that. Um, And these people work in professions that pay double or even triple what teaching does. So why were we placed under that exclusion? Mm -hmm. So we have been held in this exclusion and it's keeping teachers for qualifying for the FLSA protections that people like Matt get and like David get, you Mm -hmm. know, regardless of their salary levels or whether they receive hourly wages, the teacher exclusion regulation drives down the starting salaries for us educators. Mm. And this in turn drives down the recruitment and the retention. And it just exacerbates the nation's teacher shortage. Teachers make just about 80 cents on the dollar compared to similarly educated professionals. Skylar and I have a master's degree and someone working at In-N-Out will make more than us this year yep. as a full-time employee. Yeah. That is not okay. As someone working in the food court at Costco. Yes. Making, no offense. No. Making pizzas. Making pizzas, cleaning, making pizzas, cleaning will make more than I make. Yes. And mind you, if you're not familiar with the teaching profession, we are the people that are creating the next generation of human beings. So if you don't <laughs> understand that, yeah. that is wrong. Mm-hmm. The average median salary for K-12 teachers in the 2019-2020 school year was 63000 That's a joke because I make half of that. Just about. Just almost. a little over half of that. Yeah. Half. Half. Two-thirds. People. <laughs> it is no joke. Yeah. Doctors, comparatively in 2020, were making $208,000. Lawyers? $126,000. Not to compare the professions. No. But if different. we're going to be lumped in with teachers and doctors on this exclusion, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. Call me biased, but mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry. I'm literally educating the next generation of this country and not only the country but the world Mm -hmm. and you're, you're tasking me with this daunting task and you're not going to pay me for it. No kidding. People are leaving at a rapid rate. Yep. So to help stem the exodus of educators from the classroom and teachers or, and to ensure that teachers are receiving the pay that we deserve, the NEA is leading a charge for a solution. They're calling this the new white paper for federal officials to rescind an outdated regulation Basically, they're trying to put something into place where we get off of this exclusion. Mm. So, and I'm going to link all this good, like, links. All these articles. (laughs) All these articles. But I'm also going to link the um, white paper and the coalition letter Mm -hmm. that 
will help get teachers out of this exclusion so that you can go on and you can vote and that we can move on because I wanted this episode to walk. I want you to walk away with something, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not here to just rant. Like, yes, I've ranted a lot, but there also needs to be a solution. There needs to be an act in which we take to get somewhere. So clicked on this before we get to those links and talk about more what we can do. Can we talk about what happens when we do fund education for just a hot blip? Please. There is a huge running list, mind you. Mm -hmm. But when you pay teachers, people want to be teachers. Oh my gosh, imagine that. If you pay I'm shooketh. If you pay (laughs) how many people want to be doctors and lawyers? And they don't even love it. Yeah, because they know that because of the pay. Because you can get paid handsomely and you can raise a nice family in a beautiful home because you You can be stable yeah shocker yeah you can travel and have I was one of those people that didn't want to be a teacher because of the pay when I entered college I was like no I can't be a teacher no I can't be a teacher like Mm -hmm. I won't be able to afford anything like I can't do it Mm -hmm. but then I discovered like when you're passionate about something Mm -hmm. like deeply deeply passionate like we are yeah it's it's a fine line that we walk, right? Like mm-hmm. there are parts of me that's like you need to leave in order for a change to be made. Like you need to stop teaching so that people realize that teachers are leaving. Like, but well, I also never want to leave. Yeah, like, no, I don't, things just need to be done so that we that can stay teachers. Yeah, but I don't think anyone's gonna open their eyes until like we've all literally quit and we're like enough is a freaking enough. Mm. <laughs> that's yeah. But it's hard. <laughs> yeah. So fewer teachers will also have to work or they won't have to work second jobs. Oh. They can actually focus on their craft. Mm-hmm. Weird. Oh my gosh. Who would have thought? Like <laughs> literally even in what's that movie? Pitch Perfect? No. Nope. Oh, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Mean Girls. When the teacher, mm-hmm. this is whatever, she's working part time at like the pub. Oh yeah. That's real people. Skylar babysits literally every day. Every day. I have three jobs. (laughs) I have teaching. I have my cake ish business, but not really a business because I just sell cakes, but um, it is a business. And then I babysit. Yeah. And that I, again, still lots of debt that I am in. Yeah. And that's barely making a dent. And it's like, and it sounds so silly and I hate like talking about sometimes my perspective on things or like my situation because it's not fair like my my situation is very unrealistic Mm. to what is the norm but like I also work for my mom because if I didn't do stuff for my mom I literally wouldn't be able to afford anything yeah so it's like we do have second jobs Mm -hmm. and there are plenty of us that could advocate for that yep um also, if you put money into education, it improves teacher retention. Oh, <laughs> shocker. It gains student performance or like students gain in performance. Mm-hmm. There are larger percentages of high achieving college students who take courses in education. Schools are defunding their education programs. Mm-hmm. And by defunding, I mean like literally getting rid of. Like people don't want to be teachers. So mm-hmm. colleges are like, why have a teacher's college? Yep. Oh, that's concerning. Is it not? And there's an increased likelihood of hiring teachers who actually earned top scores on their exams. So, Mm -hmm. like, quality professionals. Yes. Like, Skylar and I were talking about how we believe, and you're free to argue this, but I think that all teachers should have a master's degree. Yep. Like, plain and simple. I'm pretty sure that's what Norway does. Mm. Or someone. 
who's high ranking in education. Like all of their teachers are masters at their craft. Well, it goes back to um, getting a bachelor's in education. I'm sorry, was easy. Yeah, it was too yeah. easy. No, it was. It's I agree. Four years of college. Uh, don't want to say that it was. I don't want to say that it was easy because it's still college, and there are still people that don't go to college. But obtaining um, a bachelor's degree and a teacher's certificate is easy, yeah. and it yeah. and it is what people revert back to when they don't know what they want to do. So they're like, you know what? I guess I'll Which- just be a teacher. I don't understand because our job is to literally form the next generation and that's a fallback. Yeah. Why is society not opening their eyes to that? Well, that's how I just feel like for a long time, that's how society has viewed teachers is like, oh, I guess I'll just, I don't know what I want to do. I'll just be a teacher because I'm just with kids. That's all it is. Or it's the interim, like, this is going to be so controversial. I'm sorry. (laughs) People are going to come at me for this one, but like, this is what I do before I become a mom. Oh, yeah. Because I've seen that mm-hmm. and I've witnessed it. Yes. And it, this profession should not be a fallback. No, and it should period. be a, I'll just do this for now. Yeah. It should be, we, it should be like we you said, are masters. what doctors do. I will become a doctor and I will spend my life and I will, whatever yeah. it might be. You train for two to four years under somebody. Yes. Even that year that I trained under Carter was the most impactful year Mm -hmm. every person and I don't want to hear that student teachers do that that's a lie that's a lie (laughs) I know for a fact at ASU they throw those kids in there Mm -hmm. that you get your own classroom when you student teach at ASU undergrad for a full semester you get your own you get your own classroom and you like refer back to a mentor the mentor is not even in the room so I remember in my in my program um if you wanted to get paid for your student teaching you essentially had to go to a title one school and you would get your own you'd get thrown into a classroom halfway through the year and those are the kids that need the most support and yet we're still doing this and you're throwing I understand that that's a band-aid people that is a band-aid yes you are mm. Mm-hmm. Let's let's throw the least qualified people. Let's just pay the them mix. a little bit of money because this is supposed to be done for free. So. Yeah, yeah. I have <laughs> no words. Like I yeah. So what are we gonna do about this? What are we gonna do? If you have completely zoned out, which I really hope you haven't, mm-hmm. <laughs> here is what we can do to hopefully begin to attempt a way out of this hole that we have somehow <laughs> dug ourselves into we did not do we this didn't. this was not our fault society whoever in society decided that this was a good idea so first step we need to eliminate the flsa's teacher exclusion regulation period we need to give teachers the same protection as similar similarly educated professionals because we are educated professionals mm-hmm. and people tend to forget that this would help address the teacher shortage by raising starting salaries for new teachers and making others eligible for overtime pay or compen- compensatory Comp- compensation compensation Just, time. Yes. Thank you. So two things that you need to read. One will be the white paper to the coalition letter. I will link both of those in the show notes like I have promised. Read those. And then your next step is to vote. You need to vote for people that are standing up for this act. Now, maybe what I'm assuming will happen of all of this Mm -hmm. is if that teachers do get off the exclusion, 
people are going to be like, oh my gosh, teachers are logging like 80 hour work weeks. (laughs) We can't have this. Maybe we'll regain some of our work-life balance back. We'll see. Anyway, so read those papers and then go vote. One thing that I found was called Ballotpedia, and that tells you all of the upcoming elections in your state. Now, being from Arizona, I did not want to go through all 50 states. So those of you that are in Arizona, I'm going to read off some of the upcoming elections. If you're not from Arizona, go to Ballotpedia. And again, it will tell you everything that's coming up for your state. So Arizona has the U.S. Senate open, or I should say has an election coming up. The U.S. House, the governor, the state Senate, the state House, the state Supreme Court, and then just like some other things like school boards and a municipal government. So go vote as those come up because as we were talking to Ethan at the Senate level, oh, at like the Capitol, yeah. every vote counts, like even at what you think to be a small level, like a school board, it all starts somewhere. Mm-hmm. It all starts with someone who's going to advocate for change and you have to keep pushing for what you believe is right, which leads me into my second point. Speak up. Teachers, your voice needs to be heard. Let people hear your story, your voice, your situation Mm -hmm. because the public isn't going to know unless we tell them unfortunately and many of us don't have time to write a book about it no which is often how word is spread (laughs) via articles Mm -hmm. via book but we live in this world where we now have podcasts Mm -hmm. people can have videos like there are what's the word i'm looking for platforms Mm -hmm. on which you can speak up and we need to start doing that you need to be the change you need to be your own advocate and we as a collective group of individuals of teachers we have to make change otherwise we may very well find ourselves back at square one again i have that tattooed on my back you too it's your favorite thing be the change you have to be because no one else is going to help us. I feel like I need to live up to the tattoo that I have. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> so moving on from here, I think as a part of our podcast, like when things come up, mm-hmm. we'll speak about it. Yep. Um, we want to hear your stories. Mm-hmm. We want to hear what you are going through. We want to know what we can do to better things. Do your research, read the things, vote, get out there, advocate for teacher change. I'm telling you, I really do believe that putting money into education helps so many avenues that society is having an issue with. Mm -hmm. And I should say the American society is having an issue with Mm -hmm. when it comes to guns, when it comes to mental health, when it comes to so many things. Like if you root yourself in education and you pour the money that should be there into education, you really, really train the next generation of this world. Mm -hmm you're going to have a much better society, period. Yeah. Meg drop, I'm done. I'm getting <laughs> off my high horse. That was amazing. It feels good to talk about it. It does. I just... I'm yeah. I'm glad that you took the time to look into a lot of these things, especially because I get overwhelmed really easily. Um, and so I think you put kind of a lot of things into one little area that we can at least start with. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I have a friend on Instagram that I follow as well. And she posts a lot about um, changes that you can make and calling and calling your senators. Yeah. And and demanding things that you want to yes. see happen. You um, have a voice. Yes. And and she uh, especially after the shooting, um, she posted the mm-hmm. numbers every single day. Call. I think I reposted Kristen Cinema's number. Because she, she is against gun control. And we're not saying take away all guns, but we are saying that there needs to be regulation. So call, yes. if you're from Arizona, start calling your senators. If you're not from Arizona, call your senators anyway. <laughs> because, like, they, they're human beings. They are. They're human beings. And I just don't feel like enough people are hearing from us. I, I keep saying that. I'm a freaking broken record, and yeah. I know that. But it's true. Like, But if people are wanting to, quote, unquote, arm teachers, you, I, it's time to speak up. It's our... It's our that's our livelihood. Yeah. That's our, that's us that yeah. we have to speak that we don't want that. Right. At yeah. least from what I see. If you want that, then I. Then I, you also need to speak up and have your opinion heard. Yes. Like everyone is entitled to an opinion, but we, we need to hear from each other. Mm-hmm. Like it's, the time has come for teachers voices to be amplified and yeah. no one else needs to be speaking on behalf of us anymore. Mm-mm. It's so unfortunate to hear about teachers like oh teachers this teachers that teachers are the worst teachers are the best let's arm the teachers it's like no 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 no. let me speak yeah like I am a trained professional I am a master in my craft I am a well-educated woman do not speak on my I do not speak on my behalf Mm -hmm. so go out there go speak on your (laughs) behalf because you are a powerful individual and I believe in you and we're gonna do great things and we're gonna end with a positive I was gonna say and then I'm gonna go do things (laughs) Your turn. You go first. Me first. Um, my positive was when we were in D.C. and I got to see my student and we had dinner with her. Yes. And she said to me, that it was, was the so cutest good. thing ever. She goes, oh, yeah. Well, first of all, she calls me Miss Marois, obviously, because she was my student. And once you call me Miss Marois, you can't really call me Skylar because it's just kind of weird. Yeah. She tried it and she's like, this is weird. Yeah. But she did say, um, because I told her that I wanted her to come to my wedding and we could have a little dance and mm. I just th- thought it would be special and she was and she said when I when I have kids I want them to call you Auntie Skylar and I looked at her Dead. mom she was like so serious I looked at her mom and her mom was just like oh my gosh that's so sweet and I looked at her I'm like I am I'm crying I'm going to cry you I'm literally going teared up it was so crying. cute <laughs> and it was just such a special like time that we got to spend with her and her mom and she put this post on Instagram that also made me cry, um, just saying, like, everyone has oh, that yeah. one teacher, and mm-hmm. that's who she is to us, and it just mm-hmm. made me feel, and and that's, again, that's why I wanted to become a teacher, is to have those connections with yes. students and parents and and make my mark somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny that you mm-hmm. say that is... Growing up, right, like, I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be an actor and an mm, actress. Like, yeah. I wanted my name in lights, you know, like, mm, every, yeah. almost every child does. You yeah. know, like, you want to be famous in some realm. And as I've come into adulthood and, like, found my passion in teaching, mm-hmm. we are famous. Like, <laughs> no joke. To those kids, Kids yeah. will remember us. Like, my dad remembers his second grade teacher. Oh, yeah. Like, we have made our mark mm-hmm. and we will continue to make our mark until yeah. honestly the day I die. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's so funny cause we had a conversation with like some financial advisors the other day and they're like, so what's your retirement? Like when do you want to retire? And I was like, uh, 
like never no, like it, I wish that my body would never get old and yeah. I'd be able to do this forever mm-hmm. because so much of who I am is rooted yeah. in being a teacher and like teaching for change and mm-hmm. just I don't know and there's got, something and so beautiful you about met it someone on our flight yeah <laughs> that his yes. mom yep had been in education for how many for years? 70 years. 70 She's years. 90 years old. She just celebrated her 90th birthday. And actually, I have a phone call with her on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We're hoping to do an interview with her soon and just hear all of her wisdom from yes. 70 years 70 in education. Years. And she has seen probably a lot of change mm-hmm. from for sure. for 70 years in education. Yeah. I just cannot. It's a long time. <sighs> so much has changed. Yep. So, so I'm really hoping that we get to have her on the podcast and I'm really glad that I really think that cause Skylar and I were separated on that flight over. Yeah. So she was sitting a row ahead of me and I was sitting next to Chris. Shout out to you, Chris. Hope that you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> he was so awesome, but I just feel like it was absolutely meant to be in that moment that he was sitting next to me and mm-hmm. I was able to follow his wife on social media and she does these beautiful photos of just like nature and all those national parks and stuff. But yeah, it was really meant to be because she seems to be an incredible human being and mm-hmm. he had only good things to say. Well, Obviously it's his mother. So. Yes. <laughs> but for real, I look forward to speaking to her and mm-hmm. getting to know a little bit about her story and hoping that you get to hear some of her story as well. And maybe because it sounds like she's involved kind of in not the legislative process by any means, but like she advocates for teachers now. Oh, cool. <clears throat> so maybe she can give us some tips and tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, but my takeaway from this week, I mean, obviously DC was amazing, uh, but I've been reading this book called Lost at School, which was recommended by a friend at work who will be kind of like on our team for next year. Mm-hmm. But this book is all about why our kids with behavioral challenges are falling through the cracks and how we can help them. And I will absolutely have an episode on this. Um, Actually, Alana reached out to me because she's read this. Shout out, Alana. Hey, Mm -hmm. hope you're doing well. Our number one fan. Number one fan. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she's like, I read this book. I think every educator should read this book. And I am right there with you. This has been very eye-opening to things like I've already kind of been doing with love and logic but it's just a step in the right direction so you read like a hundred pages of that dude well gnarly i was sitting there watching (laughs) what three movies on our flight and taylor is sitting there reading i every time i I would look hard you started at page 24 or 20 or something like that and you went all the way to page 100 like yeah 40 something it was ridiculous i was like dang girl i feel like a it was just a it's an easy read like you just you don't get lost in translation it's just like you read and you comprehend and you soak it in and yeah i'm gonna go back through it as i take notes for an episode and i think it'll be really good and i know that um i don't know if i should say her name the girl at work that Um, we're doing this with um, wants to talk about it as a team so i'm excited that's it people wowza we have a couple of five-star reviews. Do we actually? Yeah, on Stop. Spotify. So keep rating Thanks, and reviewing yeah. and subscribing and follow the Instagram. Please shout our name out to other teachers. We're mm-hmm. really trying to like spread the word, get our voices out there for all educators to hear. So yeah. please pass on the Instagram, pass on um, the Spotify, Apple playlist, whatever you listen to. Yeah, and send us any 
the stories. Yes. Any stories. Even funny. over summer. Yeah. Even over summer. Funny, what are you up to? Anything. Or what inspired you to be a teacher? Ooh, Literally yes. anything. We just want to hear from you all. That's, Love it. That's it. And you can do that at teacherstalkpod at gmail.com mm-hmm. or DM us at teachers underscore talk underscore podcast. And we'll catch you next week with something fresh and new. Yes. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah.